Welcome back to the 307 Podcast with your host, Cornbread and Chili. Yo. We are here in the Vatican, the Vatican studio, the Vatican, the Vatican East, the Vatican studio. We are here, folks at home, we are here, and I'm here with a special guest today. Nothing like you've ever seen. The hardest man on earth, the winner, not of the Cocodona 250, but winner of the hardest man at Cocodona 250 award. Former Navy SEAL, CrossFit Games athlete, tactical games athlete in the future. Husband, brother, son, goat owner. Friend. Friend, Chad Wright. Thank you guys for having me today. Uh, it's a real honor to be here in the studio with you guys. I uh, appreciate all the work you've put in to making this podcast happen. Uh, all the you know thought that you've put into this. Uh, I'm sure you guys have spent hours researching me, coming up with you know the the real hard hitting questions to ask to me. You know, and uh, I want to tell you, you're welcome. Also, well, thank you, for, sir. Yeah, for giving you the opportunity. Thank you to interview me. <laughs> well, I mean, you I may mean, not know that we truly do understand the the sacrifice that you give of your time whenever you come here and sit down with it, with, with an interview like this. I mean, it really is. We, Cornbread, and I feel blessed that you would be willing to do that, and uh, and we thank you for that, and. Yeah, there's a lot of people that would pay a lot of money to be sitting where you guys are sitting right now. Well, we have. That's the only reason I got up this morning. Yeah. I wasn't even going to get up. Well, I wouldn't. Then I said, hosh, almighty, I forgot we had Chad on the Corn and Chili podcast today. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up, but we did pay you a lot of money, and uh, it was worth every penny. We're not supposed to let the public know. Well, it was worth every penny so far. So, yeah. Speaking of the hardest man on earth, what the world, man? Did you become that, or were you born that well, way? It's a, it's, Is that it, just a congenital trait? That it's you, a, just... you know, it's a heavy burden to carry the title of the hardest man on earth. Um, you know, people are coming at you all the time. They're they're trying to you know they're trying to challenge you at things, and and to me, the whole time, it's just laughable. It's when people try to challenge me at stuff when. When people want to come at me with all this crap, you know, I mean, I'm the hardest man on earth. Like, what the crap are you even thinking, man? But it's a heavy burden to carry. And and you ask, you know, is it something I was born with? Well, I had to be honest with you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I came out of the womb just predestined to be the hardest man that lived during the time and place that I've been chosen to live in. And I tell you that, I tell all of you guys that, yes, the truth is I was born that way because I don't want you to keep thinking that you can be like me. Uh, because if I was to, you know, say what everybody else says, oh, yeah, you can get to this level by, you know, doing all these challenges and, you know, militaries and doing all this stuff. It's not really true. The truth is, you're not going to be like me, all right, because I was born this way. So you can quit trying now. Uh, it, you just weren't fortunate enough to be born. I mean, you were, you were, is, you got really screwed by being born during the same time period that I was born in. Ouch. Yeah. 
you guys got really screwed because of that. Well, if so, you would have been born before me or after me, you would have had a chance. Ouch. Yeah. So did you, so all the training that you do now, is that to just, is that something you have to do to, to maintain that title? Or is that just something you do to just rub it into all these uh, underlings beneath you? I don't have to do anything to maintain the title uh, because, it, like I say, I was born that way. Right. You know, if I had to do something to maintain it, that would be assuming that, you know, I built myself into this position. The fact of the matter is, when you're born the way I'm born, maintain it. <laughs> what the crap? I'm sorry. What the crap does that even mean? I apologize. Mean, That's a dumb question. So, you know, the the workouts that I do and the things that I do now, and when I go crush people and, you know, do that kind of stuff, it, it's, it's just it's just comes natural. I mean, what else would I do if I wasn't doing what I'm doing? Nothing. Right. It's a natural result of who you are. It's a natural result of me breathing. Yeah. You can't. Couldn't choose to not do it if you tried, yeah. No, I really couldn't. I, I get up in the morning, and it's just, uh, I just get thrust into this reality that is my reality of being the hardest man on earth. And <laughs> Well, what do you say yeah. when you have pe- detractors and naysayers and, and, and negative Nancys and, uh, and combatants? To yourself that say, oh, hey, you're not the hardest man on the planet. It's, it's, it's this guy. It's, uh, it's somebody else. What do you say to that? <laughs> I say you'll never be nothing, son. <laughs> you'll never be nothing. Better warm your brain up. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> that sounds like DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, that's the reality of it. I mean, pe- people are, people are going to deny the facts. They've been doing it since the beginning of time. People are going to de- deny the facts. But look. You can look at science, you can look at history, you can look at current, right now, reality, you can look, you look at all the pieces, and it's going to point you to the truth, that I'm the hardest man on earth, so you can run your dang mouth all you want, the fact is, you ain't never going to be nothing. <laughs> you, you've recently indicated a desire to potentially run for uh, some sort of political office. Well, I ain't going to run for it. Uh, <laughs> well, you When I decide I want to do it, I'll just do it. Well, you're going to su- circumvent the the democratic process? No, 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 no. I I'll go through the process, but that's that's just all for, you know, pe- regular people looking from the outside. Well, so you'd be running. No, 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 no. It, the 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 out- it's not running when the outcome's already predetermined. Understood, understood. Yeah. It would just be the illusion of running. Okay. So what, what position... Uh, do you think that I would do any... Look, first of all, I, it's not possible for me to do anything that I'm not going to win. Look, I feel like he's disrespecting you a lot already. And look, this is my client oh, here. Oh. This is my client here. And we'll well, leave... who's this guy? You don't need to know. Look, we'll leave the room if you want to keep disrespecting him. Look, we paid for an interview. Well, that's my let, manager. Let, let, let's get back to him crushing folks real quick. Okay. So I've worked out beside Chad a few times in the CrossFit Fit Gym, and maybe the world don't know this, so I'm going to proclaim it now. Mm. Chad has the fastest burpee, period. 
We won't it we won't even not we won't even talk about it. Fastest per burpee period. I can do three kettlebell swings and he will have done about eight burpees. One box step up, three burpees. I sit there and watched him. So when you're out and about doing your ultra marathons, doing your TNGAs, doing your CrossFit, and you're making the people beside you feel like fat turds. When, when they're in your present, you still have something about you that makes you approachable. Is it your beard that you look like a, you know, a hermit wizard? Is it how have you developed that to where you can drive people and say, hey, you don't have to be a fat turd, even though you're beside me right now, you're a fat turd, but you don't have to. That's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Believe that. What it is. Uh, and and th- I don't know if you know. Humble, too. Uh, you know, I'm thankful that you pointed out my bur- my burpees and, you know, my ability to do stuff like that in CrossFit because I don't know if you realize the science behind that, what's actually happening. Indulge in it, So please. when you see that happening, what you're, you're not seeing what I'm really experiencing, okay? When you were born, if you were born like I was born, okay, here's what happens when you do a burpee. I am so freaking hard that when I go down to do a burpee, I'm not actually touching the ground. Because when I go down to do a burpee, the ground moves out, out of my way. So the earth shifts according to my movements, right? So you you perceive it as I'm doing, I'm going down to the ground and pushing up off the ground, right? But when I go down, I'm not actually down because the earth is getting out from under me, right? And so the for me doing, when I do a burpee, it's the same for me in my reality. I'm just standing there. I'm just standing still. I was sort of thinking that. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's I'm just standing still the whole time. You see me moving, but there's no resistance because the earth moves according to my demand. Well, you know what I notice whenever I hear you speak is it's very interesting. There are a lot of successful people in life that you will come across that, you know, they... I don't know if it's just that that success gets to their head or what it is, but they they're they're prideful people and honestly they rub people the wrong way and they 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 don't come across well and they're not good to have a conversation with how are you at the level that you're at yet so humble well the lord tells us god's word tells us that pride comes before a fall right so i'm the hardest man alive by the grace of god right he he created me that way born that way well that means that he can take that away it can be taken. So I keep that in mind. Pride comes before a fall. So, you know, you guys hear me on here talking about this stuff. I'm not being prideful. I'm just telling you how it is. <laughs> so don't take it that way. If, if you're listening right now, don't take it as Chad is so proud. I'm, I'm just telling you how it is, man. If You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Oh, no, no. The, the humility is, it, it comes through. Yeah, yeah. I'm well, you know. That's that's the way you have to be. That's how all that's how all great people are, you know. So <coughs> Yeah. Well truly great. I, I do have to ask too, um, just because of, of what you've you kind of you know, subverted my political question earlier. 
I mean, are you running for president or, or governor or what? Well, you know, I probably do both. I mean, why not? You know, first governor, then president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think first governor because, you know, I'm old school, man. Um, I am still, I'm more loyal to my, I'm loyal to my state. Why y'all think I moved back to Georgia after? You know, being gone for so long. I'm old school, man. I moved back. I'm loyal to my state. I want to serve my state first. And, you know, this writing on my arm right here, a lot of y'all don't know what that says because you don't ever take enough time to read it. That's, that is a, that says unreconstructed. All right. Unreconstructed. I don't think that's a word. See, what happened, what happened after, the the northern states won the civil war they went through the south and they had a big campaign that was re- a reconstruction campaign right they was trying to get people in the south to once again or not once again but to ultimately become loyal to the federal government i have no loyalty to the federal government Matter of fact, I don't even think they should exist. The only reason I want to infiltrate the federal government is to destroy it, tear it down, disband it from the inside out. That would be the only purpose of being there. So any real work that I'm going to do is going to be done as governor. You know, I'm loyal to my state, always will be. So the next step after governor would be president but then for what purpose if you're loyal to your state only to work myself out of a job well that's been said before right how why are you different because i'm the hardest man alive <laughs> well, all right I, there's only one all right well i'll be honest here. only one of me now, i'm getting a little sick of this <laughs> i mean you're not gonna sit here and feed me this crap you understand Whoa. look man <laughs> manager you, you what to, kind of interview did you book me yeah, for? Look, I'll look, shut we're the, about to go black. Well, screw, screw you, manager. I'll shut the interview down. Now, look here. You're the hardest man on earth. You, that, that can't be your fallback on every question. I asked you, why. how are you going to do that? And you said, well, I'm the hardest man on earth. Answer the question. Look, man, I'm not. How are you going to work yourself out of a job? Look the, look, the details of that need to remain confidential. Oh, how convenient. Until... The time comes to strike. That's real convenient. See, I, I ain't, I ain't going to lay out the details of this plan, you know, right now. <laughs> now, look, my talent, he doesn't act in a pusillanimous that's like, know, manner. So, yeah. I'm not going to have you coming at him like that. I, that's so poor let, tactics. So, we can move on from this if you'd like. No, that's poor, poor tactics. Poor tactics. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's move on. What, um, tell me about a time you've, you've been weak in your life. When he was in the womb? <laughs> no, I wasn't even weak then. Um, oh. You know, that's really a freaking stupid question to ask the hardest man alive. Well, no, I mean... I, I mean, how, how do you expect me to answer that question? Well, are, you, real, are, you, are you perfect? What? what do you, I'm perfectly strong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm perfectly This hard. is unbelievable. <laughs> Who are we talking how, to? How does the said hard man, hardest man alive continue 
to be the hardest man alive. Y'all, what are you gonna do next? No. How are you gonna continue? Y'all don't this? understand the the whole concept of this. There is no continuation of it. It just it, is. It's just like your burpee. Yeah, it, it, it just it just is. Tell me a time. It's effortless. Tell me a time that you show that you were weak. Can you think of one? No, obviously not. How? how I mean, obviously not. See, you guys are are you guys aren't thinking the right way about this? Okay, this is just something that just is. It it, it is not something that I'm doing. I my my actions have no bearing on it. It's like a rock, and and you ask it later on. Well, how are you going to keep being a rock? Here's this dolt that you brought that keeps chiming in. It just does. You, I'm going to. They don't in. get it, Chad. They. <laughs> They clearly don't have the IQ level Look, I thought I'm they did when I booked the interview. I'm going to shut the interview down if this guy keeps keeps <laughs> the, interjecting. The thing is, yeah, I, I mean, you guys are are thinking about this in the you you obviously you guys have been watching too much social media. All right, you guys have been watching. No, it's our fault. Yeah, okay, because you guys are thinking about this in terms of how it's portrayed on social media. You okay? Do your cold plunge, do your training every day, do this, do that, and it's gonna make you into this monster person. You know, that ain't the way it is, man. You got to be born with this crap, man. You and it just it. <laughs> see, your mind has been warped about how all this works. Because you spent too much time on the Instagram. I've done over ten thousand interviews in my career. Never once have I met a more arrogant and prideful individual. And this interview, as far as I'm concerned, is over. What the crap, man? <laughs> I've got nothing more to ask. Cornbread, if you want to ask him something, I'll gladly listen. I'm, I'm, I'm this still, is unfreaking believable. My mind cannot fathom being born that way. Well, he wasn't, Cornbread. So, Don't so, you get it? So, this is a freaking... It's smoke and mirrors, there man. There has to be levels. So let's Everything say, he does is a dog and pony show. You was to uh, grant somebody your mentorship Jeez. of being hard. Be a waste of time. Be a waste of time. It's unattainable. Yeah. I'm over I mean, to get to this level, yeah. I'm so over where it. should said person from the couch right now watching this start? Is there even a reason to start? Well, it depends. It depends on what your goals are. If your goal is to be like me, don't start because it ain't it ain't gonna happen. Okay. If your goal is to just get better, then yeah, I mean it just starts with getting off the couch and moving your body right, challenging your mind right. One cent at a time. Yeah, yeah, you can get better, but you can't get like me. That's the thing, man. People been asking me to write these books and and all this stuff, man, and I I got nothing to tell them. You know, I I, I now I do want to tell you you can get better. Just just get going, right? So, but be realistic with your goals. <laughs> be realistic with your goals, man. I mean, don't don't try to be like me. Don't start off trying to be the hardest man. Alive. No, don't ever. Don't ever. Don't ever. Don't not. Don't just not start off trying to be the hardest man alive. Don't ever try to be the hardest man alive, because it is something you have to be born with, and there can only be one. 
So, all right, so before you, who was the hardest man alive? Ronald and, Re- and, and did that Ronald Reagan. Pers- but Ronald Reagan was still alive when you was born. Oh, crap. Must not have been him. Then. Uh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been Chad Wright. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time today. Boy, this was an honor and a, pre- and a, and a pleasure. Uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of Cornbread, but for both of us. So, ladies and gentlemen, Absolutely. Chad Wright, thank you very much. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. That sounds good. Good crap. <laughs> uh, what's up, YouTube? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. We're glad you're here. I believe You guys are getting a double episode today. You just got the uh, the corn and chili show right there to kick the show off. and kind of awkward like transition, like just a morph. Now, now know? we're, we're going to get into 307 <laughs> Podcast, the podcast you guys are used to hearing. And uh, what the crap are you talking about, Chili? Hey. This is now the 307 Podcast. You ain't asking the questions no more. And my question for you is what in the crap happened this morning, dude? That was Well, we got that, a video coming out, yeah, man. You going to ruin it? No, we got we got a video coming out. I mean, people's going to watch the video regardless, but I I'm just because people are going to want to see how bad that was. So, will you please tell us what happened this morning because that that was it was yeah, sad, dude. It we was did real a, sad. We did a Murph workout. Yeah, in the yard. Okay. What's, I mean, what slowed you down to the point that it slowed you down to? <laughs> well, we both had a vest on. We did it unpartitioned. Mile run, 100 pull-ups, then 200 push-ups, then 300 air squats. Which it was way harder doing it unpartitioned. Then another mile run, and uh, yeah, you beat me by, I don't know, six minutes? Yeah, Not good. Like what what got you? Mean man. What was the hardest part for you? What slowed you down the most? Well, I was pretty much slow on all of it. Watching from the outside, what was he slowest on, Corn? Where did I where did I pull on him the most? The push ups. Push ups? Yeah. Yeah, the push ups. Yeah. Didn't do too well, man. At at the beginning, I mean he was wrapping them pull ups out. It looked like y'all was Hands, I don't want to get too far and mess the video up, but how did how did y'all's hands being so cold? I mean, how'd that affect your pull-ups? Well, Chili's not going to admit it, but... Well, I don't know that that affected the pull-ups much. I mean, <clears throat> well, it... I wasn't losing grip. Yeah, I had good grip. It was just the pain. Yeah. It just hurt. Yeah, when your fingers are freezing cold, you know, and these calluses and everything on your hands, it just just hurts like the dickens. Yeah. So it's just an added layer of, dang, this sucks to be out here doing pull-ups. But um, no, the Murph's a good PT, man. I've been we've been wanting to do that for about a month. So we filmed that for you guys this morning. I know y'all been waiting on that. We'll have Tech Guy get it edited up and put it out for you guys. But I did not expect to beat you that bad for real, man. <laughs> well, you didn't. No, not that bad. Why not? I don't know, man. I just you're dude, you're twenty something years old, man. Yeah, but we talked about some of the advantages you have on the uh in the video. That can't be discounted. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hey, look, I, do, I, I do have some advantages, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like 
you know, them push-ups when you when you when you don't have good circulation. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, you just kind of start failing on some of them push-up reps and you know, you were able to just keep keep rolling cuz of <laughs> I roll yeah, I roll right through the push-ups for sure. Yeah, yeah. I had I had some heavy legs on that last little bit of run there, but you know, I was so far ahead of you there was there was no <laughs> chance of you ever catching up after that. So um Chili, you had some things you want to talk about this morning, didn't you? Well, what, I mean, what, what what's on your mind, man? Well, I don't know. I was uh, I was gonna say, I was hoping maybe it would fit in a more organic way to the podcast, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of how we do. This things. is a very organic podcast. <clears throat> well, it's organic. I guess maybe it would segue a little bit better, but you're not really the king of that, so. We'll just move right along, and I'm kind of making one as we speak. So, you know, we talk a lot about on the podcast, probably every week, uh, death to self yeah, and uh, denying yourself. And I think, if I mean, I don't want to speak for all of us, but I think we all think about that. And I think you're going through a major journey of that. I mean, I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's an interesting thing to talk about and an interesting thing to endeavor on. And I've learned some things that I think there's some misconceptions, or I want to clear up if there is any misconceptions or clear up anything that we've said that people may be confused. Because it's, I, I would hope that we don't talk about that in a way and that process and that endeavor in a way that would make it that would cheapen it in any way or almost romanticize the idea to some uh, simple, fun thing. And I don't know that we have. I just, I just thought about it like I think my eyes have even been open to like if you take that serious, like that ain't just something you say you're going to do. Like, oh, I'm going to try to – I'm going to try to l- truly die to myself – like, you'll be given an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when that comes, it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want to make it sound like when we talk about it or when I talk about it that that's just something that's going to be easy. Like, hey, you should do this. And it's like, it, it's, it's literally, I can't conceive of a harder endeavor on earth than to, to to truly die to yourself to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think you know, like you said, you'll be given an opportunity to actually put that into practice. Well, for me, I feel like I'm given the opportunity to put that into practice. Exactly. Like, per, well, pretty much every single day. That's why I can guarantee that. Yeah, pretty much every single day. I, I mean, the most recent example for me was yesterday and yesterday i went to the gun store and bought a what is that a dan wesson dwx the nicest pistol i've ever owned i mean it's it's like well it's 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 a whole nother level of pistol and i'm all excited i get home I eat me some breakfast. I'm I, I'm excited about this gun. I couldn't believe I found it. Like they're really hard to find. 
And this shop about 30 minutes up the road had one somehow. And I'm all excited about going out and shooting this thing because we, Blake and I got a shooting competition coming up. And uh, I'm getting ready literally to finish eating my food and walk out the door. And here comes my mom and my two nieces, right? And they come over and, and they're going to go hiking and go do you know, their swing and their zip line and all this stuff. And, like, it wasn't a thing where they told me, like, hey, you need to come with us on this, you know? Like, yeah. that, it was a choice that I had to make yep. to put aside the thing that I was all excited about going to do and say, no, I'm actually going to spend time with, people that matter to me, people that, you know, especially Blake's, especially my nieces, like something that could potentially have just even just a micro long-term impact. I'm going to put aside what I want to do to go do what's the right thing that I should be doing in this time and place. And if you're married whether you're a husband or you're a wife, therein lies, uh, well, and I think having children is a whole other level, but I think if you're married, you definitely have the opportunity on a daily basis to, to walk this out. And if you ha I couldn't imagine having children because then you're probably having like hundreds of opportunities a day to walk this out. Right, uh, but I, I said on I, I actually talked about a little bit about this on Resurrected on Patreon on Sunday, and I've told you guys on the podcast. It's like my my new my new. You guys know I have some mantras, right? Don't die in the chair and be hard when it gets hard. My my new mantra is you're not that important. I actually want to make a shirt about that i don't know how i'm gonna do that but that's my that's that's the new mantra that has helped me grow more so than any other mantra that i've ever had in my life is you're not that important that's what i tell myself and maybe that won't work for you but it works for me Maybe I think, may, I've probably been walking around thinking I'm a little too important because I've been told I was important ever since I joined the Navy. Like, we were always set aside. Like, even in boot camp, we were in a special division, you know. We did special things. We had special treatment going through SEAL training, you know, and, and then you get, and then you're walking around on base, you know, and, and you're, you're the SEAL, right, and everybody else are just little people that are there to support you, right? And so you, this whole my whole existence has been there's been this lingering in the background ex existence of well you're the you're the most important piece of the puzzle here and um, and and so for rewiring that for me has been a, definitely a process but that's my mantra right now is you're not that important it's is super countercultural. It's you know, and it's another thing that I've been thinking about. You know, 
all the talk around it, counseling and mentorship and whatever, all, all the talk around it. And you guys know I have a counselor that I go see that, I, that I, I'm, I'm going through my story with. And I think that a lot of, I, I, and maybe you don't think this way, but I, I'll tell you the way that I thought. I used to think that people went to counseling so that they could heal things like things about their past, right? Like so that they could bring things up and so that they, they could heal that part of themselves or their past or their their whatever it is, right? Well, as I've went through this process, I'm like, I'm not looking into the past to to heal or redeem those things. I'm looking into the past and I'm bringing them to the surface so that I can kill them, not heal them. I want to kill them. The parts of you yeah. that were. Yeah, I want to kill the parts of, I don't want to heal them. I don't want to redeem them. I don't want to figure out some way to change them and 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 and, and hold on to them and and say, oh yeah, well this is this is what makes me who I'm in, no, who I am. No man, I want to freaking kill them, dude. Like I don't want there to be anything left except a shell that can be filled by the Holy Spirit and used by God. That's all I want to be left. So. I just think those are the those are my the two things that have really impacted me. You're not that important and I'm not trying to heal. I'm trying to freaking kill. And you're you're applying that to to basically the the, the your mistakes in the past and the parts of you that 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 were doing wrong or or, or things that happened to you or what? I mean, what are you trying to kill? I think all of the above. I think I think all of I think all of the above all of the all of the lingering things about me prior to serving Christ like all of the lingering things about me prior to Christ in in me right because you know we looked at it all on resurrected the other night I went through I went through Romans I think it was chapter seven, right, Blake? Yeah. I think it was chapter seven where, where, where uh, you know, Paul talks a lot about all this stuff by, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, when you decide you want to, when you're called by Christ and you heed that call, right? A lot of us think that, well, Scripture even says you become a new creation, right? but you you do become a new creation spiritually. But there's a whole bunch of crap physically and mentally that lingers. And they and those things that are lingering are in direct opposition to the new redeemed spirit that Christ puts in you. So the battle is killing anything that is opposed to your redeemed spirit in Christ. Yeah. That's the that's the battle, right? Is putting anything about you 
to death that is in opposition to your redeemed spirit. Now, we read in Romans chapter 7 that that will never actually be 100% done in this life. If you read Romans chapter 7, because unfortunately, our flesh, which is our mind and our body, is still under the law of sin, the curse of sin. We're all living with that, right? But the battle is trying to put as much of that to death as you possibly can. But there's always going to be opposition. There's always going to be these two in 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 the man or woman who has been whose spirit has been redeemed by the spirit of Christ. There's always going to be a rub because we can't be free from the law of sin while we are still in this body. But we can do the best we can to put as much of it to death as we possibly can. So that's my understanding of it. Yeah, and, and you talk about you're not that important, and I don't know. And the, the way I've thought of it, too, is I, I even said it earlier, like, it doesn't matter. That applies to so many things. And when you think about what you want, just what you want or what your flesh wants, that's going to matter to you. Because you're you. I mean, that's going to matter. That's why there's a struggle. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. And, and that's, where, that's where if you want to take that endeavor and truly do that and truly try to die to yourself and you keep talking about what you want, like you have, I don't think, I mean, you have to realize you have to completely let that go. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're gonna still want things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that, that's because you're the that's the thing. When, when we talk about the flesh, like I'm in I'm including the mind in that's that. Flesh. What, yeah, what what we think of as the human brain and the way it operates and and and, and it's it's I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're exactly right, Chili. Yeah, but I don't I mean, you have to Maybe it's just me, but some of these things have to be grasped when you're even talking about these things because it's like, if you don't know what you're saying when you say you want to die to yourself, it can sound great. Hmm. Like, it, it, it's contrary to everything about our nature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're literally asking to, to, to subvert your entire nature and being and to do this thing that's essentially going to make you at war with yourself. It's actually a divinely orchestrated process. Very interesting. Yeah, it, 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 it is, it is, I, I don't think that it can be, ha that it can happen or it can even be understood to a certain extent without the prompting of the Lord, without the prompting of the Lord, right? Um. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on. There, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot going on that uh, that we we don't we don't give. 
Here, here's what I'm trying to get at, man. A lot of us that a lot of us within the body of Christ or within the church of Christ, we say we believe in the things that we talk about, but I I think that there's a lot of of us, and, and I'm guilty of this too, that don't actually believe in what we're talking about. Don't act, we don't actually believe it. Because if you actually believed it, it would change everything about your worldview and the way you operate. So like last night, um, a person in my life is strugg- was struggling with something. With, with some with some stuff and they f- they were curious about the nature of what was bringing on the struggle and they were they opened up and basically asked me said or or made the statement could this be some sort of demonic or some sort of spiritual opposition that's bringing this like on me that's bringing this these things I'm struggling with on me like like is this in other words is this phys- physiological is this being caused by my environment or is this something of a spiritual nature and so then we're getting into this conversation about spiritual warfare right and we talk about that a lot, but how many of us actually believe that there is a spiritual war being raged, being freaking raging on against you? Like, how many of you actually believe that? Like, you have a host of demonic forces that are opposing you every freaking minute of every day. They're trying to work their way into your mind, your life, your finances, your marriage, your business. They are trying to find an angle on you. And so when when this person was talking to me about this, I actually believe like, yes, this could potentially be a demonic oppression. Like, I, I truly believe in, in a spiritual war that is ra- an unseen spiritual war is raging. And so, what did I do? I said, well, let me pray with you. Let me, let me, let me, actually, don't let me pray. Let me come against let me come against this thing that could potentially be opposing you, right? And so I did. I invoked the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ, and I spoke to these demonic evil forces that were opposing this person, I spoke to them and I commanded them to leave. 
But like, who's going to do that? Ain't nobody going to do that. Because don't nobody believe that's actually happening. So we, so, so many people around us are just going, going through this life and they, they, they're struggling with this crap and they can't ever seem to freaking get over it. And it's because they, they've been deceived by Satan himself to the point that they can't even see what's happening. And if you can't see what's happening, you can't oppose it. You can't fight it off. So, ultimately, I guess what I'm trying to say is, when we talk about things like dying to yourself, when we talk about spiritual warfare, when we talk, when we talk about things revolving around scripture, around faith, around the Lord. And when you talk about those things, like you need to start taking them more literal. You need to start taking them more seriously. This ain't a freaking game, man. Ain't none of this a game. Ain't none of this stuff that we talk about Dying to yourself or whatever. Ain't none of this stuff we talk. We don't talk about none of this stuff to sound good. It's, it is real. It is for real. So start acting like it, man. I don't know why I wanted to share that today, but <clears throat> yeah, I, I, that's I what I did it, last night. I, I think it's important to, is, it's not just a term. If, if that's what you're doing, what are you? It's all day, every day. Are you in the Word? Are you praying without ceasing? I mean, what what are you intentionally doing when it's put on you to do this? It's not just a term. Well, I mean, is okay. Well, I guess I guess now I got to be conscious of looking at a woman's butt when she. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I need to turn this radio station off. This, this song is whacking me out. You know, what are, what are you intentionally doing? I remember way back when I was a young man, I used to love heavy, heavy metal. And that's all I listened to was heavy metal. Do you know that my ignorant self put a deposit down to get a tattoo across my chest from a Pantera song that said, By Demons Be Driven? My most favorite song in the world. Put the deposit down to do it. All I was consuming was heavy metal. Yeah. What if all you consumed was the word of God or something of your faith? I tell you what it'll happen. When I started doing it, me and Blake had it. I can't stand to hear that song, Master of Puppets. That comes on in the gym. I want to leave. Mm. I, I just don't. And I'm not saying you, this is what you got to do. I'm just telling you from my experience, what are you consuming? Are, are you truly trying to die to yourself? You ain't going to do it on yourself with the term in the back of your head. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, you're right. It, and that's, be, the, you know, the word of God it has the power to renew your mind. In other words, it changes your desires. It completely changes your desires. And, and you're also right in, in saying that, it is the action that you take that matters. Like it's it, it you can't just let it float around. I, I am, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get so sick of 
talking and having conversations to lukewarm Christians, and they want to talk about topics like spiritual warfare, they want to talk about topics like death to self, they, and they're, they're just lukewarm people, it's like, no, man. If you actually believed in what you talked about, your actions would be completely different than what they are. Because, you know, I don't know. Uh, and by no, I'm, I'm, and, and I also want to say, like, I'm not, ju- I'm not trying to be judgmental about other people's level of faith or whatever. But, like, if if you're not, if you're not going to live it, don't even freaking talk about it around me. If you ain't living it, just shut up. You know, or at least trying to live it. Like, there's got to be some evidence. So I hope you guys would hold me to the same standard. Yeah, and when you actually take that endeavor, what I meant earlier, the, the opportunities are all around you. But if you're not really trying to do that, you won't see them. But when you try to do that and you start to see them, they're everywhere. And it don't make it any easier. When you, It makes it harder. When you see those things, you don't stop wanting to do what your flesh wants. That exactly. don't stop. Yeah, yeah. Your, your desires change because now it's a war. But mm-hmm. they, you don't stop wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. And that can't be taken lightly. Because, yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to sit here and talk about how you're going to do that, but then when the situation comes, you say, yeah, but I want to do this. You don't get to freaking do that. As bad as you're going to want to. You don't get to say, well, but I want to do this. I'm trying to do this, but yeah, mm, but I want to, I, I, I'd rather do this. You got to realize you don't get to say that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hard. That's real hard. You got anything, tech guy? Well, I would say, you know, for some people, I mean, everybody's in different places, but for some people, this is. Like, this ain't even registering with them, you know, like, what this means and what it means, you know, death to self. And, you know, Chad says, I don't matter. I'm not that important. And that works for him. But I think on a very, very basic level, um, maybe for somebody that doesn't quite understand it, uh, what we're talking about is Chad's not saying that his body actually doesn't matter, like, he doesn't matter because he was created by God, so he does matter, and he does have a high value. And so don't get it confused with that. What he's saying is that his desires that don't align with God's desires is what doesn't matter. And so the things like yesterday, for example, he talked about he wanted to shoot the gun, but he had an opportunity to spend time with family. And so what would be – I ask the question a lot of times to help me – discern what would be you know of God and what's not and I'll ask myself is it eternal is if I die is this moment is me shooting this gun going to carry eternal benefit or is me spending time with with my mom and kids going to have more of an eternal benefit and maybe it's just a, a micro one like he said maybe it's just a very small thing that they hang on to a memory they have then maybe they learn something but is this going to carry on beyond me you know, is it is it eternal? Is it going to last forever? And so, um, that I just wanted to lay that out for because a lot of times we can kind of like we understand what we're all saying here, but I know for certain 
that there's a lot of people that are like, what do you mean you don't matter? You, you know, that's contradictory to the to the mm-hmm. Bible. What do you mean, um, you know, dying to yourself? What does all of those things mean? And it's 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 dying to the desires that you have that don't align with God's desires. And so, you know, if you if you feel called, to, you know, to kind of begin this process we all should as christians um but you know if this is something that you've heard maybe you keep hearing it and you say I, I, you know i kind of feel like i need to do that i see some areas then to be able to discern that that's that's a question i ask myself a lot of times is this eternal is what i'm doing right now eternal especially if i have an option like two things and it's like ah which one do i do you can generally tell but um sometimes it can get a little you know gray or confusing so I is referencing the old man. That's what I yeah. is. I is referencing the old man. So when when you read Romans chapter 7, I is used, I and me is used over 35 times in just a few verses. And it's because he's talking about the conflict between his redeemed spirit in Christ and the old man. So when I say I'm not that important, I'm that I'm referencing the old man and his well, your desires, desires right. of flesh and his his mental desires and 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 all all of the all of the selfishness that re, the old man is selfish, and that's what the eye is representative of. Yeah. So. Well. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Need you another segue, don't you? <laughs> do like one of them Theo podcasts. <laughs> well, what else could we talk about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of that, uh, I got to hear Chili on the Theo Vaughn podcast the other day. Oh, I did too. Yeah. That camera, what's, what's going on with that camera? I don't camera? know, man. It keeps shutting off. Well, you're going to have to take care of that, all right, Bubba? Yeah, I'm going to order a new one here in just a minute. So, that thing's been working. It's been working the whole dang time. Well, you must have did something to it. Well, I told you when we set this up that I needed to buy a camera that was dedicated in here. We didn't have to take off and film with. And you said, oh, no, uh -uh. I use my phone to film now. Well, look, you you can figure it out. Or I just ordered a new one just right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got to hear uh, Chili calling in on the Theo Vaughn podcast the other day. <laughs> and, dude, I'm really glad that you, you – you know what struck me when I heard that, Chili? What's that? You know, you told him the same thing you've been telling me for years, essentially. It's very strange, Chad. Well, I, I, was, I was really thankful that you called in and, and just – you know, whatever that meant to him, I don't know. I don't that that jugger don't know you, but you just told him the same thing you've been telling me for years, man. I thought it was wild, and I and and I, I tell you what, man, it made me really thankful for you. It really did. <laughs> it, no, man, I straight up, it really did because I'm I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Theo Vaughn, whoever he is, he doesn't have a chili in his life. I've had a chili in my life, you know, and he's been telling me the same thing that he told that dude for a long, long time, and I think it's been a huge part of my growth, for real. Yeah, I, I really do, man, because you know 
you know how hard I used to struggle with, uh, you know, what people were saying online about what I was trying to, what I'm trying to do, what I'm doing, this and that, and because because I didn't, I didn't understand it. Like I didn't understand it. I, I was yeah. I was basing my, you know, I was basing my thought process off of how people interact in person because i i i was i'm was new have been new to all the online stuff i mean that was not a part of my life um and i struggled with that for a long time dude but you know just the mentorship you've given me on that stuff over the years I think has been a tremendous part of allowing me to grow into who I'm called to be and what I'm called to do, you know? So I was really thankful that you shared that with him, man. And, uh, I just want you to, if you, if you can just kind of expound on the thought process or the truth behind what you're saying. Well, First of all, I don't want to discount the uh, the compliment that you just gave me. So maybe I shouldn't even say this at all, but I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's hard for me to think that, I mean, I've, I've helped you in any way. I mean, obviously I would, I, I would hope that I could uh, possibly, I guess I just don't know how I even could, but I mean, well, I think it's because there there there's a chance that if i wouldn't have had you in my corner reminding me of what was true and reminding me of like the way i should the 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 proper way to react to the things that were really bothering me if i wouldn't have had you in my corner i think there's a high probability that i would have selfishly either stopped completely or that I would have backed way off. Yeah, well... So that's how. Well, I mean, it, it's strange for me because, like, I... You know, I care about you. And, like, when you were, you know, when you were going through that back then and going through stuff now and going through anything, I mean, I genuinely care about it. Dude, I remember being with you in Austin, Texas. And we had just started YouTube. And it was blowing up, right? Right. And there were all these freaking cats on these YouTube videos that were just, I mean, just talking mad crap, dude. And I and and dude, it it bothered me because it was new to me. I was like, "What the crap is this? Like, I'm trying to do a good thing here. Yeah. Like, what the crap is this, man? Like, I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know how to react to it. You know what I mean? You remember that? Yeah. You remember, remember how upset I was, man? Yeah, and I remember you you even called some people. Uh... Yeah, I called my man Brandon. <laughs> Brandon yeah, yeah, and talked to him about it. He was my old chief, and you know, I just had to get a sanity check, man. But, uh, you know, and and, and well, the funny thing is, is that all that ties into the fact that I I haven't I, I especially back then I I haven't died to myself, right? That's when you become untouchable. Is when you do die to yourself, right? So you've actually been helping me in that process by way of just speaking into me so that I didn't back off, so that I didn't give up or quit 
and, and you've allowed me to, I mean, you've helped me continue to grow through that process to get to the point that I am now, where now I'm in this process of putting my old self to death, right? So it, it all has worked together, right? But I can only imagine this dude that you called up the other day and you shared that you shared that word with. I can only imagine he may not have somebody in his corner that's that's talking to him that way, you know? Well, look, I mean, I was telling you those things and I've tried to, you know, hopefully I've said everything that I've ever said to any of y'all be out of genuine care. And uh, you know, that, that that makes sense to me why I care about you guys. I mean, you're you're my team, you know, and I I mean, not not to just return the compliment, but this is something I've been wanting to say to all of you uh, for a while. Like, I'm not a team guy. I mean, I'm. It is really sickening how selfish I am, truly, and prideful. I mean, it's really ridiculous. I, I mean, I, I'm just being honest. I mean, and it's like I've tried. I mean, I, I you know, I, I hate to even say that I'm trying to do this too because. It's like, how hard are you trying? But, I mean, I'm trying to to be less of that way and to die to myself. But, you know, without a team, too, it would be much harder or impossible because as much as I still fail to do it, I've got a constant reminder of who 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 my, who my team is and what they mean to me and what we do together and how I do play a role in what we do. Yep. That if I don't do it, you know, it it hurts everybody else. Yeah, no matter how insi- no matter how significant or insignificant you may feel any given day, if you are a part of a team, you play some role or you could play a role much better that you're not doing because you're selfish. And so that's given me that opportunity. And and I wouldn't, you know, and I, I, I even care. I, it's just because I genuinely care about all of you. And, uh, you know, why why I called into that show, I mean, this is just a weird stuff's been happening to me. And that's a weird thing that happened to me because, yeah, I listen to some podcasts and some other things and whatnot, but uh, like I would never call. I, I don't know why I did that. I mean, his podcast to me is really funny. I like watching it. I think he's good at what he does. I think it's entertaining. But I don't know. Like, that that's very out of character for me to call in like that. I don't know the dude. I, I mean, it was weird as I did it. Mm-hmm. When I felt like, when I was like, oh, I should call in and say this. I was like, why? I mean, why would I do that? I don't know the guy. I mean, you can't. I, if you've never met somebody, how can you like or dislike them? I just like his show, mm-hmm. but I don't know him. But I guess something in me cares about him and cares about other people. I mean, so I just, since I watched his show, I heard what he was saying. I was just like, well, I'll just say this. And uh, I don't know. It was funny just because he did listen to it and maybe it helped him somehow. But I don't, I don't understand any of it, but it's uh. The reason I said that is the same, you know, reason that I said anything to you. It's because I, I mean, I genuinely try to do right, and I, I care, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's something that can hamstring a lot of people, and it's really unfortunate. Because I mean, you would, you would get frustrated with me too, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I would tell you not to care or whatever, you were like, "Well, dude, 
that's not that's easier said than done. Yeah. And it is, I guess. I mean, I still don't know how the the practical steps for that, but I think it's just I I I mean the practical steps <laughs> for me it's just been time and not giving up, right? I mean, just time and and not backing off or not 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 quitting and not giving up. Uh, what it is too is you're being you're being told lies. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times you hear lies from other outside sources. Yeah, and then you may tell yourself lies. So how do you combat that? Well, to me, I've been very fixated on the the truth for a while now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like a recurring thing. Well, how do you combat lies with the truth? I mean. Yeah. And maybe you have to tell yourself what the truth is. And maybe if you can't tell yourself, you have to have somebody else tell you. Yep. Yep. Uh, But that will ultimately win. Mm -hmm. I think people start to succumb to lies very slowly, whether they're being fed them or or they're telling them themselves or both. But to me, I, I think a real antidote to that is the truth. I don't think they can overcome the truth. The only way they can win is if the truth is not spoken to Mm, them. Yeah. And to me, I don't want to say I was telling you the truth, but I mean, hopefully there was some truth in what I was saying. Like I was able to say something that was true to you. They're like, that crap don't matter. And all you're doing is letting it hinder you from actually helping people, which is your goal. Well, part of that too is a death to yourself because a lot of things we know that we should say to people, things that we see in other people, but we don't say them because why? Because well, we don't want to for some reason. Well, yeah, I mean, or, yeah, you're worried what they might say about you, what they might think about you, how they might treat you, and it all boils or how it, they might respond. Yeah, or to even what how, you're telling them exactly. Like Chili said, I used to get mad at him for saying that stuff or, or get frustrated with him. So he had every he had every he had every right to like, okay, well, I'm not going to tell Chad that anymore, even though I know he needs to hear it. Because he responds in a frustrated manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, in that, you know, you can ask the same question. Like, is what I'm telling, is what I need to tell him eternal? Like, is this going to have long-lasting impact on his life? And if it is, then he just needs to keep hearing it. And who gives a crap how if if he gets tired of it and don't want to be around you, then, oh, well, all right then. But I'm going to keep telling it to you. You know, like, you, you got to tell people, you can't listen to everybody. There's certain people you, yeah. you get this from, and, and there's certain people that you can tell things to, but that's also a death to self, you know, being willing to tell people the things like that. So, Well, and you need to die to yourself to be able to receive it. Yeah. Because yeah. If, if you're bothered by what's being told at you or comments about you or lies about you, it's because there's something – probably holding on to that part of yourself that's being attacked. I don't even know how to word that, but like. No, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it doesn't matter. That's exactly what it is. It doesn't matter. They're lies. You know, it's lies about you. It does not matter. Yeah. Blake, is Chili's camera off? Uh, No, the room's too hot. All the cameras are overheating. We got corns going. Oh, my gosh, man. (laughs) Are you serious, man? Yeah, it's hot as crap in here. Well, you need to cut the darn AC down, man. Oh, yeah, well, I to get a fan or something. Uh, well, you know, all that being said, I think it, to me, it also makes me think of, 
I, going back to the idea, or, or not the idea, but going back to the statement I made earlier of do we actually believe what we're saying? Because, Chili, you talk about like weird things happen are happening, man. And I also don't, I also think we have a hard time believing not only in spiritual warfare and all these other things that we talk about, but we also have a hard time to be- believing that we are actually being used by God, the, our creator. We are being used by him to accomplish his will. Like, can you really, gra- do you really believe that? That's what's happening. Like, you little insignificant, weak, fallible human being, you are being used by the most powerful being that exists. You're being used to accomplish the will that that being has for his creation. And so when weird things happen, we're like, whoa, that was weird. Well, it's weird to you because you don't understand you're being used to accomplish something that's bigger than your mind can even freaking comprehend. Well, yeah, I and don't understand. It. And that's just the way that God designed. That's the way he chose to, to, to carry out his will is by way of his people, his creation. That's the way he set it all up. That's the way he designed it, right? So as long as you continue to, I guess, I guess as long as you continue to seek or endeavor to be used by the Lord, weird things are going to daggone happen. And we call them weird, and they're weird because we forget that we're being used by a being that is way more, that's literally in control of everything in order to accomplish his will. Now, why did he design it that way? I don't know, but that's the way he designed it. He can do what he wants. I think that's probably taken more lightly than the spiritual warfare going on around you because that makes a that's feel good oh god's using me god's using me and maybe some people really don't grasp what that exactly i mean is it's going to result in some really weird stuff happening to you yeah absolutely yeah and by weird meaning i don't understand why this is happening why i'm here why i'm talking to this person why i'm doing this thing but nonetheless, it's happening to me. You don't think my entire adult life has been a series of weird things. Been my entire adult life. I don't know how it works, but I am convinced that the Lord God was using me before I even recognized him as my Lord. Wrap your mind around that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that gets into the the will 
our own will it's and, wild, man. and God's will, which I certainly don't understand. We've beat that to death, too, but we'll still talk about it. But, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it is interesting, like, how much you need to be a willing participant for God to use you. Sometimes I think you don't very much. I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah. And whether you want to cooperate or not, I don't know how significant that even is. It matters for you, but, like, point blank, we all can recognize if something is must be done, we ain't stopping it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whether we want to or not, or whether we're trying to do God's will or not, the the big the the problem resides in our own our own ability to comprehend. So, and we still cling on to ourselves. Yeah, that. So the problem with us understanding how the Lord operates and how He uses His creation to accomplish His will, and how much of that is is on our behalf, and how much of that is out of our control is because we cannot possibly comprehend his design. Like the way like that's the problem. The, it doesn't compute. That's why we can't come to a conclusion on it. It doesn't compute. Our computer is not big enough. That's why I mean I've, I've read a whole book Willing to Believe is a yeah. great book by RC Sproul. Yeah. You you think you're going to read this book and you think it's going to end with a conclusion because it 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 documents the the this conversation revolving around human will throughout history and and it documents the words and the writings and the thoughts of of some of the greatest thinkers within the body of Christ that has, have ever lived and you think you're going to find a conclusion to it but the book ends with no conclusion because it doesn't compute and that's a good thing. I get excited when I think we can't figure it out. Yeah. God is so much bigger than us, period. We ain't going to figure it out. Yeah. That's a that's a good it's good that we can't fully comprehend the creator. That's a good thing, but it's also a really really difficult thing to reconcile with or to accept. Because that then requires what we call faith. Right? And faith is the hard part. Yep. So. Well, Blake, if we got any questions from uh, the YouTube audience, I would, uh, I'd be happy to take a minute to answer those questions uh, before all of our equipment shuts down. I think it already has. Burns up. Well, this podcast started and ended differently, didn't it? Well, we like to... We like to have a little bit of everything for people here on on the podcast. You know, we like to have some comedy. We like to have some spiritual talk. We like to have some physical talk. We like to talk about all. Look, if you come up in here, you know, you might have to fast forward, but there's going to be something here for you. All right. So, we got anything from YouTube, Blake? I don't see any questions right mm-hmm. now. Kyle Chiraboga, he's. He's always asking if you're going to be at uh, your workout place or not on Saturday, January 13th. You never know. He might not even work out there anymore, really. Um, that's the only thing. And then the question mark. Uh, huh. Oh, Blake. Could you bring us out with a little dad advice? 
a little dad advice. Well, I unfortunately I won't be able to do that for you, but there's two fathers. We in do the room. have cornbread and Blake in here. Corn well, senior, senior I, father. Yeah, my and I would say it depending on the the year of the 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 chitlins would would be uh knowledgeable for what kind of advice to give but here here of recent with my boys being becoming young men the thing i had to learn the biggest was just don't be scared to let them fail Mm -hmm. because you can hold their hand on upward to the time you get called by the lord just don't be scared to let them fail that was probably the biggest hiccup i did in their late teens yeah was holding their hand too much don't and don't be as scared to fail with them fail with them when you're teaching them too because i thought about that the other day when me and g went goose hunting and we was trying a teetotal different setup on these geese and uh i was aggravating him oh gee you you picked the geez my youngest nephew you picked the wrong way to do this well actually it was we talked about it and it was both our failures and so hey well this this is where we messed up so don't don't be scared to fail with them too you yeah. you ain't gonna learn with them can't always be their fault. Yeah, I would say, for me, people always ask, you know, how how can I be a better dad or better husband or <clears throat> better this or that? And really, it's just by becoming better yourself. And so, you know, maybe you don't like that answer. Maybe you do. But that's the, the truth of things. When you become better, the people you are around also become better. And I would also say that um, don't neglect – uh, you know, it's okay for your kids to suffer at the cost of your relationship with Christ and your relationship with your spouse. And people would think, well, if I if I spend all my time with my kids, they're going to prosper over everything else. And that's not true. And I'd say the best gift you could give your kids is a healthy relationship with your wife. And the best relationship you can, or the best thing you can give your wife is a healthy relationship with Christ. And so when those things are actually in order, they all actually prosper to the maximum degree and so you know don't just think about how can I be a better dad it's all about my kids well no it's really not it's about being a better person yourself but also uh, modeling a a healthy relationship with your wife or yeah if your dad yeah your wife and then and then Christ so that's what I would say like a chain of command yeah 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 for Um, sure (laughs) um while you're looking at those if another one pops up we'll answer it but uh we do have the race coming up in February. If you guys want to come out and run with us, y'all come out and run with us. I'll attach a link in the description of this episode where you can go sign up for the race. It's going to be a fun day. Brooks got a darn coffee truck coming out there, a food, couple food trucks, uh, first forms coming out. That'd be awesome. They're going to set up a big tent for. They're going to have all kind of good stuff for you guys. So. It's it'll be worth your it'll be worth your trip if you want to come out and have a fun day with us. What do you got left? A month to sign up? Yeah, about pretty, a month probably. Pretty much exactly. Yeah. yeah. This guy keeps asking, are you concerned about the UD getting invaded? That sounds like some some disease Chad's got. Oh, and then he sent it again. Now it's the US. Oh. The US being invaded? Typo. Uh well, I think the U.S. is already being invaded, been being invaded for quite a long time now. Yep. Uh, so you ain't worried about that, are you? Well. It's already happened. Don't do much good to worry about it. <laughs> it um, is what it is. 
Do you like regular potatoes or sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes, dummy. Any uh, running tips? Running in the cold, any tips? Running in the cold, tips. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> no, man. Running in, running in the cold, to be honest with you, yes, it extra sucks. And I'm going to tell you why I don't race in the wintertime. Because something, the cold air does something to my lungs. And I did a race one time, the Lookout Mountain 50 Miler, right? Yeah. Right in the dead of winter. It was cold as mess, and I ran it hard. And I got done with that son of a gun, and I went, and I, they have some fires out there, you know. I went and sat by a fire for just a few minutes, and then we took off back to the uh, hotel. And, man, I could I could barely breathe. You're breathing that smoke, man. It wasn't that cold air. Well, it was – I mean, I've sat around fires after a race before in the summertime, and it don't do that to me. But it what does ki- something to my lungs. <laughs> what kind of tips are you looking for? I mean, what – Shuts my lungs down. I don't I don't race in the winter. The best thing you can do in the wintertime is quit running and and build some strength. Let me And let me tell you another reason why – I'm not saying you shouldn't run at all. Yeah, get out and run some. But let me tell you another thing about it. You you should cycle your fitness, all right? If if, if all you do is run and you do that year-round, uh, you are going to eventually injure yourself or blow up or you're just going to get burnt out of running. You're just going to get tired of it. So you should cycle your fitness, all right? Well, who should? Everybody? I mean, if you're trying to be the best runner in the world, you can't you don't have that that luxury. But if you're just, you know, if you like to, to run and do some races and you know you want to win every now and then and you know, that type of stuff. Look, come wintertime, back off your dang running. Do some hunting, build some strength, let your body rest up a little bit. The spring, summer kicks in. Do all your running and stuff then. What this does is if, if you cycle this like, like I'm talking about, not only will it give you more longevity just in terms of, of health, but it's going to just mentally, you're not going to get burnt out on it. And I think that's I, that's the way I train, all right? I, I still run some in, in the wintertime. Yeah, I'll get out and do some runs, but I'm not focused on running in the wintertime. So the reason you don't like running in the wintertime, and it sucks because it's cold, is because that's the way the Lord made things. You're supposed to daggone sit in your teepee and hunker down in the wintertime, be inside lifting weights and stuff, get out and run in the summertime. That's how you do it. Well, <clears throat> thank you for that word and answer to that question. You're welcome. We got a few super chats here. Travis Van S coming in at 1999 again. <laughs> thank you, my man, Travis. I've been seeing you on Instagram, man. Stay after it. Yep. PVVQ gave 9.99. Thank when, you, buddy. When you self st- when you self start stinking up all your relationships, change D. Need to 
I don't even know what change needs to happen. There's That's right. Odd space in That's this right, stuff, son. So. Uh, little Virgil gave ninety nine cents. Thank you, Little Virgil. Eric little Logan man. again coming in at twenty Dang. bucks. Eric, thank you, brother. And uh, that's what we got. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Lord willing, we'll catch you next week. Enough said.